ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 136. These of... are my impressions. Mike, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, impressions. I got you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 136 of the Pass the Controller podcast, our post PAX East 29 episode. And I don't know about you, Mike, but I am still fucking exhausted. I can tell because he called it 29. <laughs> I called PAX East 29? Yeah. I didn't say 2019? No. Well, it's Paxi's 2019 post-episode. Mm-hmm. Whatever I said before, if it was incorrect, I don't know. Marry me. Babysit me. Uh, does she say that in one of the episodes? Yeah, when she pretends that she's like a little kid. So there was times when she pretended she was an adult. Uh, <laughs> there were times when <laughs> she's... <laughs> When she pretends like she's an adult working at the studio, she's like, marry me. But then when she had to pretend like, she, not even pretend like she was just being her age, I think she said to the security guard, babysit me. Yeah, okay, I, now I vaguely remember that. I remember her changing it up at some point, um, which I still need to watch that too. Yeah. No? No, we talked about it. We're not talking about it again. We talked about the episode. I mean, on, finish on, it on, just on to our... finish it. because Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I definitely want to watch it, but I, I think I asked you about your opinion on it mm-hmm. two episodes ago. I don't Did I tell you that it. I had finished it by that point? I think so. I th- I'm pretty sure in the episode before our Drunken Pax episode, we talked about Arrested Development. I'm mm. almost positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, and we'll talk about Arrested Development, but I, I don't think so. Yeah, whatever. Uh, before we get into though, well, first of all, how are you feeling? Are you, are you still? Have you recovered? You had a, you took the day off after. I yeah, wish I did. I did. Took a day off. I made a big mistake. Sure did. Because this whole week has been rough. I don't think I. I honestly don't think. I think today, Friday, the day we're recording this, is the first day where I've fully felt like okay, nothing about me hurts. Like, for, for for some reason, like, my feet and legs still hurt for, like, a few days after. I remember for, actually, was it gone by t- Monday? Maybe by Tuesday. <clears throat> I had slightly injured myself on, like, day one or two of PAX. Doing what? When we were walking back from Weston, it was, like, all of us and Dom was there, too. We were walking, you know how, like... Um, Why didn't you tell anybody? I think I said ow. <laughs> I say ow and I fucking bump my knee. Yeah, because that's essentially what happens. Okay. We would left the Weston. You know, when we're walking out of the Weston, if we're staying on the right side of the street uh-huh. or the right side of like that driveway area, there were like fences up. They weren't doing construction, construction, I think, there, but there was something there. Down by like the sidewalk curb, a little pole had stuck out, and like mm-hmm. I bumped my. Well, that's, my... A, that's what you and Dom get for trying to be the fucking bad boys and like walking through the construction part. I'm I'm not talking about after we cross the street. I just mean like literally as soon as you walk out of the Weston, just on the right hand side, there was something going on there. I don't think it was yeah. construction. I never saw it. But there was like some things. I, I know. Something. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. This is, I know me and Dom walked on where they like closed the sidewalk. Yeah. But this is prior to prior this. to. Okay. All right. Never mind. So anyway, I, I recant my statement little uh there's only one bad boy on the show mike and you know who the fuck it is anyway uh little pole (laughs) sticking out and then i like i just kind of hit this part of my leg there upper ankle your lower i mean like it's not the shin but it's not like my ankle it's just like it's like right there i have no idea what the leg bones are called i can tell but right up basically the 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 lower part of your leg right right above your foot right above your foot and i hit that's not fun it's not a fun time i'm like ow 
and then it just continued to hurt for like the next three days. Oof. Uh, you, yeah, you never mentioned that. Yeah, I think I said ow, and then I was like, eh, I'll probably stop, and it it didn't stop. But what was I gonna do? Say, hey guys, my foot hurts. Who the fuck I cares? Mean, yeah, I don't know. If you like needed to fucking take a fucking breather or a fucking rest, I don't but know. it didn't go away. So even after sleeping, it didn't fucking matter. Oh shit! You need to level what? this room out because I was just standing here like this, and I started rolling away. Listen, Mike, I'm not a fucking, I'm not a, I'm, usually I'm not a doctor, but in this scenario, I'm not a fucking construction man. Construction man. I don't know. <laughs> what, whatever, whoever would come in here and flatten my floor out, flat them. I'm not Doomfist. No um, Bob the Builder, that's for sure. Anyways, I'm definitely no Bob the Builder. So, you're doing fine now, you're feeling well, you're feeling great? Yeah. Feeling 100, 100%? I'm never at 100 all right, fair enough. But your your packs your packs not plague because we didn't get you didn't get sick, right? No. I somehow didn't get sick either. I really Monday I really thought I was like, fuck, I'm gonna get sick because my body's just like I think I I felt like I was gonna get sick, not because I got like sick from someone, but because I was so exhausted and so sleep deprived and just so worn out. Mm. I thought I was gonna get myself sick just from not taking care of my body. Um, and thankfully, that didn't fucking happen. Um, and today I feel fine for the most part. For the most part. I, again, we're not healthy people, so I'm not 100% all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, before we get into a, our post-packs coverage and, and kind of talk about our, our weekend away and what we did, what we played, what we loved, what we didn't, uh, I do have a special... Uh, I get to contribute in a meaningful way to Mike's Animate right now. Cool. I don't know if you saw my tweet and spoiled yourself and saw what I watched. Fred and I don't look at your Twitter. I, I, I assume you did not. I just wanted to make sure because now I'm excited because when you came in the door, I almost told you. And I was like, no, 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 I, I can't fucking do this. I got to wait. I got to wait until Mike gets here. Right. Until we get on the show. So in my day today while I was working on a bunch of articles for uh, some post pack stuff, which mm-hmm. uh, you can see what we've already put up at pastcontroller.io if you are interested in reading some of our deeper dives on certain games. Uh, we'll have a, a handful of those going up over the weekend as well. But there's a few up there now. Um, but while I was working on some stuff, I'm like, you know what? I need to take a break to eat something. Order myself a nice sandwich. Got a nice little, uh, got a nice little chicken kebab wrap. Some feta cheese, some jalapenos, some tomatoes, some lettuce. It was delicious. And while I was eating that, I'm like, you know what? Let me pop on. I mean, you know what? Joe keeps bringing up this show, High School Girl. Let me fucking let me watch some anime. Mm-hmm. Let me get a little anime going. Yeah. I am three episodes in, and I fucking love it. Damn. You haven't started yet, right? No. So you you like know the premise at all or no? Not really. So it, it's basically like. It's heavily video, like focused around video games. So already, it's speaking my language. But uh, it's basically just about like these two, this guy and this girl that are in school. I, I don't know how old they're supposed to be. They probably have said it at some point, but it's that information has come and gone from my from my head. But they're younger and they're in school in Japan, and it's basically like in the time of when arcade games are still popular. I don't know if it's the year that Street Fighter 2 released or it's still in when it's popular because that's like one of the main things they're playing in the arcade at least in the first couple episodes but I'm I'm loving it it is if you like video games it's great I don't know if it's a great anime overall but if you 
like uh, video games. I think it does a really good job of how it weaves in all of these types of games. So I'm enjoying it a lot. I, I really I want to bang it out. I don't know how many episodes there are. I didn't look, but I'll, I'll honestly probably finish that this weekend because I'm enjoying it that much. Well, I don't know. I, I feel great that I can like contribute in a meaningful way to Mike's in a minute. Great. When I when I tweeted out that I started watching the show and I wrote hashtag Mike's in a minute, Joe fucking throwing his arms up. I'm like, no, no. Mike's in a minute. That's the anime thing. Anyways. Anything going on with you in the anime sector of things? Nope, I think you covered it. <laughs> no? You're not watching anything? Nothing new? Nothing, Nothing exciting? New. Any current shows that you're keeping up with that are uh, remarkable in any way? Yeah, I'm keeping up with it. I mean, the, whether that means they're remarkable or not, that's up to you. What's the most recent anime you consumed? Uh, JoJo. Was this at PAX or otherwise? The, like, I don't know, like an hour or two ago. Okay. I When you put on that episode at when we were in the hotel that night... I fell asleep so hard. I don't know I what know. the fuck was going on in that I show. I know you fell asleep. And at some point, I was like, you know what? I should probably explain a little bit of what's going on. And then I said whatever it was, and you didn't respond. I'm like, oh, he probably just fell asleep already. I mean, I watched some of it, but it no. was like, he was like riding a motorcycle or a yeah. bike. And like, I, I don't know. It, yeah. There was a lot of a lot of things going on in that show. Yeah, you jumped in at a, at a very weird time. A wacky time? Yeah. Wacky tobacco? Yeah. That's why it's called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, not JoJo's normal all right you know, fair enough i I'm, now now i'm intrigued now i'm in, on the hook now it's like oh, all right all right yeah. um so moving on from that pax east mm-hmm. is a special thing for us obviously mm-hmm. i mean it's a thing we've been going to for a long time for a while and you know it's the biggest video game convention on the east coast mm-hmm. it is it, there, there's so many things about it that are just amazing for us. And when we started going, we were going just as fans. Mm-hmm. And now, though we're still going as fans, we're going in a more, you know, air quotes, professional role to, yeah. to cover things and to meet people and network and do all the stuff. And <laughs> in our travels this year, we did give out some awards for the games that we deemed as a collective were the best in show and then the best in show nominees and best in show winner. And we gave those awards out to seven different games before we touch on any of those games. There were definitely for me, some other games that I wish we could have given. I mean, I wish we could have given awards to more games, but I mean, at some point you gotta, you, you, you gotta cut it off for whatever reason. You, you can't just give every game an award. Um, Although so, it is our goal next year to give every game an award. We're going to have to print a lot of those things. And I hand cut those things mm. and had to hand make them. I don't want to make hundreds of those. Okay. So we'll keep it at a at a limited number. We'll have the uh, grand prize and then we'll have a bunch of ribbons. And we'll buy some trophies. And uh... Where is this money coming from? Patreon.com slash pass the controller. If you want to help contribute to next year's uh, you know big, wacky, wild fun ride of giving out awards to everyone there. Pass the controller, Patreon. Patreon.com slash pass the controller. Or buy something from our shop, pass the controller. See, look at that, Mike. You just, you're working in fucking plugs in the middle of the episode. I love it. That's I fucking I love it, Mike. That's, that's my job. Um, so, if, 
I, I guess it's hard to say if you had a favorite game outside of those things because I mean my some of my favorite games were on the list that we that we gave out. Mm-hmm. So I figured we would structure this episode in a way where we talk about the games that we awarded stuff at the end and talk about the stuff we didn't before. Okay. So you played a game called Mages and Wizards that mm-hmm. was twenty players. Um, 10 players? I think it was 10-ish. Was it actually called Wizards and Mages? Do you remember what it was called? It was called called Mage Quit. Mage Quit. Okay. It's not a bad name. It's a pretty good name. It's a good name. That's the only reason why I remembered it. When you started talking, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? He's like, (laughs) Wizards and Mages. I'm like, we did play a game called Mage Quit. That makes sense. I, Todd and I have opinions on this game, but I want to hear yours first. Uh, I didn't get it at first, and then I understood it. But at that point, I was already losing, and then Todd screwed me up entirely, so fuck Todd. And, Woo! Uh, shots fired. Yeah. Did you enjoy it, though? Yeah, it was fun. Once I once I understood what was going on, it didn't help that I didn't really get buttons. Yeah. I am, Every time I switch controls, I'm like, what am I doing again? Yeah, so uh, this is a really small game, and it was off to the side. It was not anywhere on my list of favorite games. Mm-hmm. I really liked the concept. Like, I liked the idea of what it was. I don't think it was executed that great. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's, like, the solid baseline for something that could be awesome. Okay. Um, so that was a interesting game that we played. And, I, you know, I just want to talk about as many games as we played. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just because I feel like, you know, everything, everything deserves to get some sort of, you know, discussion. Even if it's not the best thing we played. But moving on from that... A game that was personally one of my favorite games from PAX East that unfortunately didn't make our list. Um, I will have some, I'll be writing something up about it anyway, is uh, Creature in the Well, which got shown off a few weeks ago for the first time in the most recent Nintendo Direct, the Nindy Direct. And this is the game that is basically a mashup of a, not a dungeon crawler, but like a, 2.5D angle looking down, not a full top down, but like a 2.5D angle looking down where you're controlling, I don't think he has a name, but like a robotic-esque hero. And the goal is to traverse these different worlds that are set up in like puzzle type rooms where each room functions a little bit like pinball, a little bit like breakout. And your goal is to clear these rooms to get power and then when you get more power, you can progress further. You can open up doors because you're giving power back to the facilities that you're in. And basically, it boils down to you go through and you can, you as you progress, you can unlock more weapons. You have a slash weapon slot and you have a charge weapon slot. So, you know, some rooms, you have multiple balls that you can hit. And I don't know what they're, what they, I don't think they're balls. I think they're like energy balls. So I guess they're still balls. Yeah. But they're like some sort of energy, energy type thing that you're hitting and breaking down like bumpers and walls and stuff like pinball or breakout. And, you know, with the slash weapons, it's just, just as simple as it sounds. You slash the ball, it comes back, you time it like baseball or pinball or breakout and you slash it back. With your charge weapons, you can like, when they come back at you, you can like hold them all and like shoot a bunch out at the same time. 
we obviously didn't play a lot of the game. We didn't see a bunch of weapons that they have. I'm sure there's weapons that have different characteristics and stuff like that. Um, but from what we did play, did you have a chance to play this one? I don't remember. No. Um, but it was one of the most unique games that I played at PAX. I love the concept. I love the art style. It's, uh, I believe he said when I was talking to, to Adam, one of the developers, he said that it was based off of the art style of Hellboy, the comics. Okay. Um, so if you like, now that you know that, if you go and look at look at it, I think it will become sense. clear for you. Uh, but I love the art style. It's it's cell shaded. It's a little bit dingy. Um, it's it's a little bit mechanical. Like there's like like you're in a desert in the first world that we're in, and you go to different settings. But you're in a desert. But there's also like this presence of like machinery. I don't know. That's the the best way to describe it. But I loved it. It was something that I'm really looking forward to playing. I don't think it has a hard release date yet. I think it's just 2019. And I think for right now, it's just PC and Steam, um, Steam and, and Switch. And I, I can't wait. That's like high on my list of games. I'm really excited for. It's super unique. It's it's something that, honestly, I can't even think of a direct comparison. Just of how unique the gameplay was. Um, the closest comparisons you can say would be something like a platforming pinball and or breakout which those don't really exist but they should they should because creature in the well was fucking dope from what i played um so moving on from that we can probably talk about the and it's timely because it actually just dropped today as a free update is the enter the gungeon um a farewell to arms update which did me and you play that, or did me and Joe play that? I didn't play it, so it must have been you and Joe. Okay, so it must have been myself and Joe. So I, I don't. I'm pretty sure that the base game of Enter the Gungeon does not have a co-op feature. This is based around co-op. So you've played Enter the Gungeon, though, right? No, I wanted to, and I might even own it at this point somewhere. But I should double. You probably it. got it in the Devolver Twitch thing. I might have. Yeah. Uh, when you got the messenger, was it not all, all Devolver games? It was, but I I think when that dropped, I probably was like, "Ooh, I like this game. I like this game. I like this game," and I got them all, and then I forgot about it because I don't really use the Twitch launcher. Yeah, I, I don't I don't do anything on my computer, so I don't really know. But you should definitely check it out, and it's also half off on Switch right now, so it's definitely mm-hmm. worth looking into if you're into like a a dungeon crawly uh procedurally generated like wacky weapons shoot shoot them up like high speed it, it's it's a really fun game it's it's a high high replay value think something on along the lines of binding of isaac yeah in that in that regard yeah um, like I said. Where it's, it's not it's definitely not easy it's not super hard but it's i mean it's a punishing game that you know is built around you dying and starting over um, so the update that came out today was at PAX. They had a nice little booth set up. It was to the to the side of the Devolver booth, the proper Devolver booth. And Devolver had a fucking huge presence. Like, they always have that size booth, like with the arcade cabinets, the way that's usually set up. Mm-hmm. But they also had to the right um, Enter the Gungeon with a huge screen and a TV. I mean, and a couch. And then on the back side of that was Katana Zero, which was a huge fucking setup. I loved their booth. Just, it was simple, but fucking badass with the neons. And then next to that was Dead Cells, which is another game that I'm pretty sure Devolver 
distributes. Actually, no, they don't distribute Devolver. Uh, Devolver does not distribute that. Never mind. But regardless, they had Gungeon in, right. you know, Thank their you. booth proper. But anyways, that up uh, that uh, the Enter the Gungeon co-op edition is is fucking awesome because Gungeon is already a great game. Adding in the co-op element and it's a free update, so if you have Gungeon, you have it. If you Again, looking for Gungeon, I would check it out if, if that type of game sounds like it interests you. Um, but we can we can pivot over to something that I know you did play and kind of talk about that, which is also not on our list of best of, even though they're fucking dope games, is Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. Which I think probably should have deserved to be on the list, but the way that Joe... Joe said because it was at PAX two years ago, he didn't want to give it that because it really wasn't, like, debuted at PAX Fair. this year. So for that reason, we kind of just disqualified it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your thoughts on Katana Zero? Because you didn't play it the two years ago when it was there because I didn't either. I think only Joe played it. I think only Joe played it. And that Although, was, like, one of his most hyped-up games for the past two years. I'm trying to remember now. It I'm... was in the Adult Swim booth. Then it was I'm... next to Virtual Rickality. I might have actually played it two years ago. Because I do kind of either played it or I was just standing very close behind Joe while he played it. I know I was watching Joe play it. I know I did myself did not play it. Um, I know that morning you played Virtual Reality. Oh, I did play it. Yes. I do remember that. And I watched Joe play Katana Zero, but I didn't actually play it myself. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on get, getting your hands on it? I mean, regardless of whether you played it two years ago or not, this is a probably a more finished product, if not a finished product. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about uh, Katana Zero? It was, uh, yeah, it was it was a fun game. I I like the uh, what's the word or phrase I am looking for? Actually, do I actually like that? Well, anyway, <laughs> the whole aspect of like you know you quote unquote plan out your your little route there. Like I'm gonna go here. Punch this guy in the face. Yeah. Slice this guy's head off. Kick down this door. Do a little loop-de-loop and then walk out. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, that'll work. And then it plays through. You were planning out your route? Not... See, that's the thing. You play the game and then, you know, if you die, he says like, oh, that's not going to work. And then you start the level over again. Once you clear that room, then he's like, oh, that'll work. And the game plays out like super quickly as if... As yeah, because there's like a recording, like videotape recording yes. mechanic. Yes. But I don't, that doesn't affect the gameplay anyway. It doesn't. I What I was getting at was I like that kind of conceit or that framing device, except after a while, like you can skip through the fast forward thing. I skip kind of, it every time. Like the first few times it was fun to look at, but after a while I was like, yeah, you know what? This is actually taking up some time. Let me just... Yeah. So outside of that, how are you feeling about it? Like I said, this is fun. You go around... I like killing things. Okay, I feel like you like those type. I don't. I don't know if there's a an overarching like term to use as a genre for it. I don't think there is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you like games where it's you're clearing a room, like Super Meat Boy, like Hotline Miami. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you enjoy that type of. Here's the here's the stage, you know it's fucking one and done, but mm-hmm. it re- it reboots quick. You're back in the action. Yeah. Katana Zero falls into that category. Falls I don't, that category. I don't think that's a... Like, games like Binding of Isaac and Gungeon 
are fall into roguelite roguelike i don't think there's a term for like meat boy slash hotline miami slash katana zero any other game that falls in that category mm-hmm. yeah i don't think there's a term for it either um uh, yes on paper it is the kind of game i would like i'm not like itching to play it yeah i'm not itching to be like oh boy i can't wait for this game to come out so i can buy it um but like it's fine so it's not even on it's not even a game on your list of like this is what i'm trying to fucking get into like you're not even like it's not even on your radar of picking it up when it comes out not especially no interesting for some reason i thought you really would have liked it like i said i like it but it's not like it's not like oh boy can't wait to play this game again yeah but it's still a good game like at some point i may end up purchasing i might just like be scrolling through like you know what it's fine i'll I'll play through it and then you know two or three weeks later i'm like yeah i think i beat the game interesting you're an odd individual mike yeah i'm fine with that uh so some other games that we we had the chance to play and that i know you you actually got some hands on time with my friend pedro mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this because for todd this was like his jam this was his you know he was so looking forward to this he's let me rephrase he is so looking forward to this game that when he was at pax i'm like do you want me to schedule you a time to play this game so you don't have to wait in line and he's like no i already know i'm gonna buy it yeah I like do. that's how much he already is just like all in with this game he didn't want to play it he's like no no no, i don't waste my time i already know i'm buying it um so for you how did you feel because i have some mixed thoughts on it uh like todd i was excited for it coming going into it after playing it not as excited but um how come I don't know. I think the mechanics or something about it just felt off to me. Okay. So I like. I want to like it still. I may end up still getting it just because at some point I was like, yeah, you know, I want to get this game, and who knows? Maybe I won't play through it at all. I'll yeah. just Get tired of it. But yeah, it was the mechanics just felt wonky to me. Like non-responsive or complicated. Um. I felt like things moved too slowly and floaty. Interesting. I can I kind of feel that way though. Too slowly, too floaty, and then not complicated, but just it was a pain to kind of get the character to look and aim and shoot at what I wanted to shoot at. Gotcha. For me, I feel like it would be a game that I would enjoy, and I did enjoy the demo. I feel like it's not a good game to play in a small quick i don't know the controls yet burst i feel like it's not a good game to demo um because i feel like the the mechanic the core mechanics of the game aren't super palatable so i feel like it might be a little bit hard for certain people to kind of just without having some real practice with how to aim how to aim both ways how to slow things down how to do flips how to like how to do all of these things i feel like it could be hard to pick up quickly Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it would, it, it's, yeah. it falls in a space that might make it seem unsavory by playing it in a short burst mm-hmm. for the first time. That being said, I wasn't like, like when that got shown off in whatever direct or wherever it got shown off, Todd was like all about it. That was the most exciting thing to him in that specific direct. And for me, it was like not even near the top of my list of things that were 
exciting to me. Um, it's something I'll probably still end up picking up at some point. It's just not something I'm going to go out of my way to do right away. Mm. But it wasn't bad. I just, I think I would enjoy it more with a longer session with it. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I do kind of get what you're saying about it felt a little slippery. Mm. I think slippery is a good word. Slippery is a fine word. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use it here, but it's a fine word. I, th- I think that's how I would use it. A little slippery. Not as tight as I would like it to be. Mm. Um, did you get a chance to play Cuphead on Switch? No. So I did, and Joe did. Joe and I played it a, a ton for some reason. I don't know why we spent so much time playing Cuphead every day. We, every day we played Cuphead. What a weird schedule. It's like, all right, let's get there early. Let's play some Cuphead. Well, it was like we would get in there early. We'd get in there at like 8, 8.30. And before we did anything else, we would like look at each other. And we wouldn't even, like, it wouldn't even be a thing like we said. It would just be, all right, let's, let's just hop in the Nintendo booth real quick and like, check some things out like i played dragon quest builders one day because I, I never played the first one either this was dragon quest builders 2 and it's it's the rare scenario where it's a game that i was looking forward to or a game that i thought i was interested in and thought i would like and i was playing the demo and i'm like i'm so glad i played this demo because i don't think i would like this game but again that's another game that's very difficult to demo because it's it's very there's a lot of systems in the game so to learn those quickly and then play the game is a little bit like rushed mm-hmm. um so that, that might be something that i revisited another time if they put a demo on the eShop, that's a little bit lengthy maybe i'll check that out um but we pretty much ended up playing cuphead at some point every day one day joe like really wanted to stun on people and like went in there and beat like six bosses in a row and then like looked at me he's like all right let's go do something else and one of the one of the molden Howers was there and he mm-hmm. was in the booth and uh not not chad or, or jared but uh Tyler he's I don't know if he's one of their brothers or cousins or what but he's a relative of theirs and he worked on the game heavily uh but after after Joe went up and like beat all those bosses in a row like I was watching him because he because he was hanging out obviously by Cuphead because Mm -hmm. that's what he's there for and when he was watching Joe play like I could kind of see him like smirking and laughing that like Joe is just in there like fucking flexing yep and when when Joe walked away, I'm pretty sure what he was doing was he went back up to the game and he like didn't reset it, but he brought Cuphead like back to the first world. He's like, all right, no one needs to be in fucking aisle aisle three, Inkwell yeah. three, whatever, Ink Ink Isle, Inkwell, Ink Isle, Inkwell. I can't remember the third world. Um, Joe just needed to get his flex on for a second. Yeah, he's like, I gotta just you know show show him what the business show. is real quick. Yeah. Um, but moving on to some other games that we did play that didn't make the list Windjammers 2 I don't know about you but that's a fucking jam for me like it's a day one buy for me right there it's a wind jam for him bang like got it Mike's on top of it right now yeah. now I know you have very little experience with the first one um, mm-hmm. I've, I've played a decent amount of it at this point I I think I bought it I think I bought it and I just didn't play it yeah I mean I've I have bought it and I've played it in the arcade too isn't it on a bit bar sometimes uh, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe it was. It's in the Neo Geo arcade cabinet in the far left, next to Moonwalker. Then I'm playing we've Moonwalker. We've definitely played it against each other. Anyways, so I've I've had some decent amount of hands-on time with Windjammers. I enjoy it. Second one is is great. You know, it's a nice. It's the first one is pixel art. The second one is is tightened up. It's not pixel art. Um, they've added some new mechanics like the ability to jump in the air. 
Um, so when you hit your when the disc when you block the disc and it gets popped up straight up in the air, if you're underneath it, you can jump up and like spike it down on the other side, um, which is like an in- interesting mechanic and definitely opens up like more strategy for skilled players. Um, but I I mean the, I'm enjoying like and they're also I believe it wasn't there for us to demo. We also weren't allowed to take pictures or video. Um, but I'm pretty sure he said that one of the things they're putting into this game is a dedicated single player mode. Um, I don't know what that will fully entail, but he he made a point to say that to us. Um, but I enjoyed it. I I thought it was it's gonna be a solid, fun like you know, dicking around two of us, couple of us hanging around playing, or you know we want to you know really dig in and get into it, uh, a good competitive game as well. So I'm excited for that. I think it's a great little addition. I think it's coming to everything. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't remember. It's definitely coming to Switch. I don't know if it's coming to everything yet or not. Um, how did you feel about it? I know you're not like the big Windjammers guy. I'm not the big Windjammers guy, but I mean, like I said, I think I bought the first one, so I must have liked it at some in some way. So yeah. this one was like, you know, it's fun, weird. It's, you know, it's always fun to play a video game based off of a sport that I don't fully understand or believe exists. I was gonna say, is this a real sport? I don't know. Like I know frisbee is like a sport in some way in mm-hmm. some yeah. groups of people. Yeah. I don't know if like this specific whatever whatever is happening, windjammers. I don't know if it's a real sport. I don't know. If people can throw frisbees that like catch on fire and spin around in swirly swirls, then yeah, I'm watching it. But like I've never played the game joust, but just based off of my criteria of what I enjoy in a game, I'd probably like it. Like, like jousting, like, guys on horses? Whichever one where you ride an ostrich and you're flying around. Oh, oh, just the video game. I don't yeah. know why I went to horses. Yeah. You I mean, I know what you're... You're horse, motherfucker. I know what you're talking about, like, actual jousting. <laughs> yeah, I'm like talking knights, about the video game Knights jousting. of the Old Republic, you know? Yeah. Darth Nihilus and shit. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, in that same session, we also sat down to play Streets of Rage 4, mm-hmm. which I, I have a history with Streets of Rage. I don't know if you do or not. Uh, I don't have a history. I probably played it before. One of the other Street Fighter. I the first. I I played a side scrolling beat 'em up. Before. Yeah, you've played I, those types. Maybe of games it was Double sure. Dragon. Who knows? Yeah, you've definitely played a that a game in that genre before. I want to say the first three were all on the Genesis. The third one maybe not, but the first two for sure were on Genesis because I had the first two. Um, but I mean, it was they, they were always saw they had dope soundtracks. And they were always solid, you know, satisfying beat em ups. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would ever put a satisfying beat em up in like my top games. Um, but Street Fighter Four looked really good. It felt really good. There's a lot of, you know, not odes because there's just things that are there from the old games. Um, but they definitely have a good balance of bringing back things that will keep people happy all of the enemies for the most part were like the same like grunt enemies from the previous games Mm -hmm. um so i don't i mean i'm sure there'll be some variation further into the game but they definitely are doing their job to and their due diligence to to make something that's true to the originals while adding things like the like the special moves those were not in the old games um so i enjoyed it i thought it was great Mm -hmm. Definitely something I'm looking forward to. I'd like to see how the full game shakes out. I'd like to see how long the game is. Um, but 
you know, it's a beat em up. I don't really go. I'm not gonna go out of my way to get it get a beat em up unless it's like a fucking really substantially good beat em up. And no. not that Street Rage Four can't be that, but we played one level of Street Rage Four. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna move along a little bit more quickly because we are moving through this episode quickly, and because of Cookie Town, we gotta be pretty tight on time. So we'll go into our award winners, and then outside of that, we can talk about other games if we have time at the end. Mm-hmm. So, like I said at the top of the episode, we gave away six nominees and one winner of the weekend at PAX East for the games that we had a chance to play and then decide on as a group that, hey, these are the best games. Actually, before we get into that, there's one more game that I am sad. I Creature in the Well and this game I'm about to bring up right now were two games that I wish could have gotten on the list. Mm-hmm. They were, for me, on my personal list, I would move around some things that the past controller list has to put these two games on. Um, so Creature in the Well and then Falcon Age, which is a game that's coming uh, from Outer Loop Games for PlayStation 4. There, it's a You can play it in VR and also not. It's the same game, just not VR. I demoed it with him in VR. Um, and it's a game that I think you would fucking love. Mm-hmm. So when it comes out next week, if you don't buy it, you can just come here and try it out. Because it's like... It's, it's a game that is based around your relationship with your falcon, your bird. So in VR, you're using, you know, the move controllers, VR headset. With your left arm is your the arm that you use to interact with your bird. So... You know, you hold the one of the buttons and put your controller up to your mouth or up to your face, and it would whistle, and, like, the bird would come back. You can interact with the bird. You can pet them. You can dress them in funny clothes. Like, stuff like that, I was all like, all right, I'm, I'm all about this. Like, I like the fact that I can put a fucking top hat and a monocle and a bow tie on my bird and, like, shake his hand and, like, pet his face and whatever. And I like all those types of elements to this type of game. I'm like, okay, cool, because you're in VR. It's very immersive, Obviously, it's virtual reality, so mm-hmm. the goal is to be immersed in the game. And because you're immersed in the game and dealing with a creature that's like in your face and you're interacting with them, I think it's such a clever and fantastic, and honestly, for the games that I've played in VR, one of the better things I've done in VR. Um, if I was playing it in non-VR mode, which totally fine. It functions great because we he did show me some stuff outside of it just so I could have an understanding. And when you're in, but when you're in VR, you have this like deeper. I don't know. I felt a just a deeper personal connection with the bird, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because part of the game is, you know, you're doing little quests and you're opening up the map and and you know it's a it's a story about you know colonization and and robots and robots are taking over the land and you're taking it back whatever anyways when you are going into combat scenarios in the game you have to manage your bird and you have a whip and a baton that you can cycle through so you have to be aware of what your bird is doing so you can like when you have your bird on your arm you can send your bird out to go attack a robot or hunt an animal or something and when you send your bird out, you know, it's going to go, if it's a flying robot or on the ground robot, it's going to go attack them. But the 
obviously these other things can attack the bird. So you have to like help the bird, keep an eye on his health and how he's doing, and get rid of these robots and, and other bad guys. But what real when it really when I really felt connect this is what made me feel connected to my bird was that you know he was saying hey keep an eye on your bird like your bird's damaged and I'm like looking around for my bird I'm like where is he? he's on the ground he's not doing well call him back over he gets on my arm and he has like I don't I don't know they they just looked like needles I don't know if they were needles or what but they looked mm-hmm. like needles and they just he had all these metal things sticking out of him. And I'm like in my head, like no, this is my fucking, this is my buddy right here. So like with your other move controller, you're like putting it up to the bird and like pressing the button to like grab it and like throwing him on the ground and like p- picking all these things out. And then like he's all hurt and you're like petting him and like going to your bag and you like give him food and it's just I don't know, I don't know what what it was like. If for me, if that wasn't in VR, I don't think I would care as much. But because it's like I'm holding my arm up and I'm looking at this thing and it's in my face and it's like needs my help. Even a little sad bird eyes, he's like, oh, yeah. Caw, so caw, I, caw. I, I like the combat. I like that you have to manage what the bird's doing and also what you're doing, and work together to kind of mm-hmm. defeat these enemies and take over these uh, encampments and stuff. And yeah, I, I'm really excited for that game to come out. Like, I know you didn't play it, so you can't really add much to the conversation. But it was a game that I mentioned to you m- multiple times over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. I think it's a fantastic addition to the PlayStation VR library. Um, I, I really think that, you know, just from the brief demo that I played, I think I'd put it in the category of, like, Astrobot Moss, where you feel some sort of connection to this thing because of how you're interacting with it in VR. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And that's a game, that and Creature in the Well were two games that are so sad, so sad I couldn't get on the list. Um... But we should move into our list just to get through that section of the show. So like I was saying before, top of the show, we said that we gave out six nominee awards and one winner award. Um, Of our six nominees were The Messenger Picnic Panic, which is a free DLC that's coming to The Messenger sometime later this year. And if you know me and you know this show or you've been on our website or... You've interacted with me on social media. You know that I love The Messenger. It was one of, if not my game of the year last year. It's a fantastic game. We had Thierry on the show uh, last year to talk about The Messenger and uh, you know other things. And for me, The Messenger is like a masterpiece. It is the pinnacle of that type of game. It is f- absolutely phenomenal. So to to have a game that I would argue is a 10 out of 10, be getting additional content like you know i'm fucking all in like i'm all about this mm. i don't i i have the utmost faith that they're gonna put all of their passions that they did into the first game into this you know additional update here and in this demo for it there there's a lot more content outside of what the demo is but in the demo it it introduces a new gameplay mechanic that wasn't in the core game and it's surfing and I don't know. I don't know if the surfing segment is just locked to here, or if it comes up again in the game. I think it might just be locked to this portion of of the Picnic Panic edition. Um, but I loved it. It was th- so many things about the Messenger are that it 
it's clearly a tribute and homage and draws inspiration from a variety of of different you know old school retro games Mm -hmm. and what this brings to the table is it makes me think of like the super level from teenage mutant ninja turtles the arcade game um the the speed bike levels from battletoads Mm -hmm. um there's a level from shinobi 3 where you're i don't think you're surfing but you're on some sort of like robot surfboard and it just it makes me think of all of these things while still being its own thing while still being unique and while still being the messenger so it fills you with all this nostalgia at once but also has all of these separate things that it's doing on its own and i thought it was really well done it was very difficult but i expect that from messenger from messenger it wasn't unbeatable it was just you know it's the messenger the messenger has a little bit of difficulty to it and i like that about it um so i loved it i thought it was phenomenal um and it i can't i cannot wait for that to come out it's one of the most anticipated things for me this year um and it absolutely lived up to the insane hype in my brain of of that i know that was something you did not get to play mm-hmm. um nor do you really care for the messenger or you yeah, never played I, it i didn't play it you have it i own it um, didn't play. the next game in our list of nominees is something you did play mm-hmm. and when I when I look at this list of our games and I think about it, this was something that I think could have potentially ended up being our winner because I feel like we all loved it, which was mm. Heave Ho. Mm. Um, why don't you kick this one off? It was in the Devolver booth. Um, it's Heave Ho. It's a game. Uh, you grab things and uh, you move. Congratulations. I have now filled you in on Heave Ho. It's a little bit more than grabbing things and move. Okay. Yeah. I mean that that could describe for all like that that could describe like an NBA game. Um, you're grabbing a ball and moving. I didn't say anything about balls. You're grabbing you're grabbing something and moving. Yeah, you're grabbing things. All right. Well, you're not elaborate, expound. Um, okay. You grab uh, whatever you can, and in the mode we played, you had to go from point A to point B. Yeah, so basically you're going from point A to point B, but it's a cooperative mode, so we're all trying to get to the goal. Was it, though? It is a cooperative. You don't advance until you all get to the goal. It's cooperative. You all have to get there, but no one has to help each other. So we played, like, easier levels. The game gets much more difficult where you definitely need to, like, help each other to get across certain gaps and and other traps and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's basically a four-player. Uh, I I wouldn't even know what how to categorize it. It's a puzzle plat a physics based a physics based puzzle platformer. It's snipper clips, but instead of snipping and clipping, you grab and you grab, grab and go. There it is. Uh, it it I definitely got snipper clips vibes from it, mostly because of the facial animations. Yeah, that's what like gave me the snipper clips uh, vibes. But did you not enjoy it as much as everyone else? I feel like we all loved that game. Oh yeah, it was a great game. You're you're not you're not making a case for it being a great game. I don't know. What do you play the game? There's my case for it. Play the game. And what what made it so great for you? Uh, watching everyone die. That is a great great part of the game. Yeah. So basically, to give you like a more base knowledge of what the game actually is is it's four players it's coming to switch and steam um i believe it will probably end up on other things but it's coming to switch and steam first 
and actually, I don't know if it's coming to Steam. It's definitely coming to Switch. Probably Steam too. I feel like Steam also just gets everything. Um, but it's four players. Uh, you have no legs. You just have two arms and two hands, and you're a little round guy, mm-hmm. and or girl, I don't know. And you have you all start at one point, and you have to all get to another point. There are other modes that are not cooperative. There's, uh, I believe, a some sort of like coin collecting thing, and then there's also a uh, not a time trial, but I think there's like a who can get to the end first. Mm-hmm. Is it a battle royale mode? Uh, not yet, but it's probably coming. Okay, probably not coming. Well, they should think about it. That's what you would want. You'd want a hundred people grabbing onto shit. Uh, yeah. Why not? What would be the how? How would you win in that game? Be the last guy grabbing shit. But how would you get someone else to not grab? Like, what would if I? So I drop. I'm on the platform and mm. I just hold the triggers and I'm just sitting there. Mm. I can never lose. Someone's gonna figure out the meta. Jesus. Six now, now, I'm, now I'm intrigued. Somebody who's out there in the ability to like mod shit just make this into a fucking yep. a thing for it's mike packing. mike won't play it i but won't i hate mike so much but I, I just need people to do things you blow my mind mike so you're, you're moving from point a to point b you're working together and it drops you into these levels that have very minimal platforms it's mostly just a chasm and when you fall you respawn right away but you got to start back from what you started. Um, what I what really, like, for me, so I played it two different times. The first time I played it, I played it with uh, Alexander, um, one, of the, one of the developers in the game, and I loved the idea. The physics felt very responsive. Like, it felt, like, the physics felt like they made sense without me having to gamify something in my brain, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like, okay, when I'm, shifting my body and swinging and doing this i feel like i can picture how it will all work out because it felt responsive Mm. um when i finished playing the demo with him you know i had mentioned that there's a group of us because we're you know we're all past control blah 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 and he said well you should come back at this time later today you know we'll boot up we'll boot up everyone off the couch and you four should play together because that's when this game really shines and he was not fucking lying because the game turned into me liking the game and liking the concept to holy shit this is like probably going to be one of the next big party games it's so good um because just the nature of playing on a couch with people you know and without trying to grief each other we're griefing each other just because we're all grabbing things and like falling or whatever and i felt like there were a few moments where when we were trying to get especially i think it might have been the last stage that we played together we were trying to get into the goal and it was kind of off to the bottom right corner mm-hmm. and i think eventually you joe and dom all got in there mm-hmm. and i was the last person left yeah and you guys were all grabbing and like making a big chain hanging off mm-hmm. and i was like way over on the left and i like swung over and you guys like grab me? Does that that's what happened? Something something crazy like something that. Along those lines. And I feel like we all went nuts, and I feel like everyone watching also went nuts. Like I feel like it was just like erupted in like cheers. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's a really good spectator game. Like I feel like one of the things that the game does very well is without having to play it, without having ever put your hands on the controller, 
the game makes it very clear what losing is and what winning is. Right? Yeah. So I feel like it was easy for people who were standing in the Devolver booth or on the you know right side just like curious as to what was happening on this giant screen. It was a good game. I fucking... I like that game a lot. Mm. That's definitely like a day one purchase for me uh, 100% when that comes out. I believe that they're targeting uh, this summer. So the sooner the better because I definitely want to play more of that. And I think that will be a game that has a really good Twitch community probably because I feel like people will try to like do crazy shit or like speed run levels and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it'll have a good online community as well whether it's YouTube or, or Twitch or Mixer or whatever. Um, the next game on our list of nominees was a game that I think again fell into the same boat of we all loved it it could have ended up being our winner and that was uh Sinar wild hearts mm-hmm. i'll let you take this one off oh that's a poor choice because i still don't know what was happening in that game that's fine but w- but you loved it you liked it yeah i liked it so what what did you like about it uh lots of bright colors there were lots of bright, bright, colors. bright colors with heave ho and with sayonara both devolver and annapurna did a great job of we're gonna make these be on humongous tvs that if you walk near here, you're going to see it, and it's going to attract your attention. Especially Sayonara, because it was so vibrant. Like, it was, like, deep purples, bright pinks. You know, it was, like, all of these very neon-looking colors. Um, and the way that the way that the developers, Samogo, are... The, the way that the developer Samogo are like pitching this game is that it's a pop album video game. And all the music in it was made specifically for the game. So it's all like original pop music for the game. All the level design is built around the music because it wants to be, it wants to fit the music. Um, so it, it's re- this is another game where it's very hard to kind of pin down what the genre is. Like it's, Part of it is an on-rails game where you're dodging enemies and dodging enemy attacks and other things that can stop you Mm. while collecting hearts to build up your score and get to the end of the level. And then when you get to certain parts of the level, you're, you know, it, you have like boss fights where your attacks and your dodging mechanics are tied to the music and it's like a kind of like a rhythm game but not really because you're timing your attacks i don't know if you noticed that but like when you're in those scenes where you're mm-hmm. fighting the bosses yeah it's tied to the music so like your button presses are mm-hmm. are rhythm based right you did notice that or no i mean i noticed that i was getting a lot of okays and goods but never any perfects well you're not perfect what do you, what do you want me to say yeah like i didn't need you to remind me of that right. hey, hey no yeah listen i'm just doing my job out here just do my job just calling it like i see it mm-hmm. calling it how it is get a new job I need a new job. Um, so, stylistically, you enjoyed it? Yes. How about the music? Music was good from what I could hear. Didn't you play it handheld with headphones? I did play it with headphones. Um, I liked the music. wasn't listening to the lyrics, but I really liked it. I, I like it a lot. I I today put up a, my thoughts on it on passcontroller.io. So if you want to read you know, more thoughts that I have on that game, they're there. Uh, at some other point tonight after I had done that, I was just looking up Sayonara stuff to see if there was any other gameplay footage outside of what was at PAX and I couldn't find anything. 
but I did see someone, maybe it was on Twitter, describe the game as like, I don't know, something about Sailor Moon, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I get that vibe. Mm -hmm. Like, when they do the poses and stuff, you know what I mean? That one part where the guy turned into a girl, maybe, and it was like... See, I, I don't remember that. I don't think it's a guy turning into a girl. You play as a girl. You play as a girl, and granted, I didn't play that one level because, as I explained before, I didn't understand what was going on, so I might have played the same level twice and didn't realize I wasn't starting from the beginning. Yeah. But it, you appear to be a guy flying through a stage, and at the very end, the outfit changes, and it's very clearly dressed up as, you know, in what it you could call a uh, generally considered women's clothing. So either it was, a, you know, if I'm just playing it from looks, yeah, it looked like it was a guy who then turned into a girl, or a very... Uh, masking looking guy masking looking woman who changed into a more traditionally looking I'm gonna uh, at another point I'm gonna pull up the gameplay from the PAX demo and I want you to show me the point where Mm -hmm. you because you and Joe both said you're a guy that turns into a girl that that does not happen if you go to Smoko's website like Mm -hmm. the the premise of the game is you're a heartbroken girl that her alter ego ego is the fool which is the thing that she transforms into yes So you're a girl and a, and a girl. Yeah, no. I Listen, I believe that. I'm just saying whatever the character model was at the beginning... Did just not... looked manly to you. Yes. Okay, all right. Well, I, listen, I, I didn't make the game. I'm just, I'm just calling them as I see them, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm, doing my job. I'm just saying, I don't remember... Like, I played the same demo as you guys, so I don't remember seeing that. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just saying I, you guys both made a point to say that and I was like I don't remember that point of the game yeah. and then when I was like reading more about the game I was like so you're definitely not a guy at any point unless you control someone else at some point which maybe you do I have no idea but I don't remember playing that that's all I'm saying we're just having a discussion you know gonna get all fucking wiggly over here and you get all get all bent out of shape feel free to carry on alright I guess we'll move on uh, but I, I'm very another one day one buy. I'm excited for that game. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that a purchase? Is it gonna get a mic purchase right here? Uh yeah, it's gonna get a purchase. Okay, all right, all right. Well, some of these games I feel like you liked, and then you're like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy to hear that Sinar makes the cut. Yeah, about. I thought it was really good. I thought it was very unique. I thought it was another one of those games that like, like Creature from the Well. It was something very different that mm-hmm. stood out to me. Um, moving on to the next game, uh, was Gato Robato. Did you have a chance Domo to arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo arigato, All Mr. weekend Roboto. at PAX. All fucking weekend at PAX in my brain. Besides walking like a taco, mm-hmm. it was Domo Arigato, Gato Roboto. All fucking weekend. I wanted to blow my brains out. It was so bad. You had a bunch of stupid songs stuck in your head. We had a bunch of things. Not we. No, no, you. no. Walking like a taco? I had the one. You had no, might as well be walking. Why did you do sun. it again? Why did you bring it back? Just to ruin your day. I know, Mike. Um, I feel like you had some other ones too. There was there was definitely another one. But anyway, I just anyway, that one. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gato Roboto. Did you have a chance to play it? No. What the fuck? Um, for me, it was not a bad game, but this was one of the games that I would have loved to swap out with Creature in the Well or mm-hmm. um, Falcon Age. It's. Basically, a monochromatic 
Monochromatic means black and white, right? I believe so. So it's monochromatic. It looks because of that, you know, it the pixel animation is crisp, so it doesn't actually look like this, but it makes you feel kind of like Game Boy, mm-hmm. just because it's monochromatic and it's pixels. Um, but again, the animation is much crisper than than a Game Boy. Um, but you play. I mean, it's not a bad game. I actually like it. It has a cat, so I mean, I'm, I'm on board already. Mm-hmm. But you play as a cat that you swap in and out of being in a mech suit and being as the cat. And when you're in those two different forms, the platforming is obviously a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Metroidvania, so there's a lot of backtracking and looking for hidden secrets and like getting new weapons and upgrades and stuff like that. Um, but it, it played very well. Again, I like the fact that you're a cat, so that part's great. I know Dom and Joe really fought for this game. They're the ones that like championed this to be on the list, and they their their thoughts unfortunately outweighed mine. Mm-hmm. Again, not that it's a bad game, um, but it's a cute little pl- uh, Metroidvania. The controls felt good. The combat when you're in the mech felt great. When you're the cat, unless you unlock something later in the game, I don't think you have any like attacking mechanics. It's just uh, platforming, but there are enemies that come after you when you're a cat. Um, but I mean, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a good little, good little demo. Hmm. We we all got to the end of the demo. I don't remember if the demo was just a time demo or if it stopped at a certain point. Um, but we all enjoyed that pretty much. And this brings us to the next game on our nominee list, which was Freedom Finger, mm-hmm. which was a. I feel like. I feel like it had a lot of meaning to our overall weekend, which we won't get into on the show. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Can't you see I'm busy right now? I, yeah, but th- this is an audio show. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you know what I mean. But uh, Mike's just flipping the camera off profusely. Yeah. So for those of you out there who are familiar, appreciate that finger. Mm-hmm. But... This is another one that I don't know if you actually played. You just watched me and Joe play it? Uh, I briefly watched Joe play it, I think. So this was a game in the Indie Mega Booth, a little bit tucked over to the side. Um, a shmup. Awesome, awesome cartoon animation drawings. Um, the levels get really wacky, but what kind of separates it from a traditional shmup is that you are a hand, you're a finger, you're, you're literally a middle finger um, in these levels. But you have outside of shooting from your middle finger you have a punch mechanic because you're a hand as well as a grab mechanic so with the grab mechanic other things that are shooting you not every type of enemy but a lot of things you can grab them and then use them as a weapon um, which opens up all this variety and helps you get through certain levels that are more difficult Um, the levels that were there for the demo I beat them on well I think it was just one level I beat it on hard and it was challenging. It was fun. Um, the art, fantastic. There's a lot of bands that did music for it. There's actually some really good voice acting. Nolan North is there, a few other people. Um, so I believe the the some of the people, I don't know if all the people, but some of the people at the studio Wide Right Games, I believe is the studio, off the top of my head, they have a background in, I believe, working at Nickelodeon on cartoons. I, re- I think he told me what cartoons, and I don't remember. Um, but he has a background in working on animation and stuff like that. And you definitely get that vibe. Like, the vibe to me was like, okay, the art style here is very Nickelodeon meets Cartoon Network, but obviously a little bit darker. Swearing, you know, all that. 
but the gameplay was tight it it felt like the best like you know it it felt like a top tier shmup it didn't feel like it was just you know hey it's a funny art style whatever like it felt like a good game and i like the additional mechanics of punching things and grabbing things and i'm definitely looking forward to that hopefully it does come to the switch you know what i'm saying hopefully if you're listening out there you know what i'm saying i hope this comes to the switch and yeah it was it was when joe played it joe played it the day before i got to go down and play it and joe wouldn't stop fucking talking about it and i'm like joe i don't know what you're talking about he just kept talking about the he's like dude the middle finger game i'm like joe i don't know what the fuck the middle finger game is and he kept talking about it and then we when we were in the western lobby and other people brought it up to us i'm like oh fuck we gotta try this game out now and it turns out it was a good fucking game um that being said we can move on here to the final nominee of our PAX East Best in Show Awards. Mm-hmm. And that went to Killer Queen Black. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know about you, Mike, but I need this game right fucking now. Yeah, I could take it or leave it. No? It wasn't a, wasn't a fucking showstopper for you? Showstopper? No. I mean, I played with you guys. It was fine. I wouldn't... I wouldn't be like, hey, go, let me come over and play some Killer Queen Black, guys. But it was like a fine game. Don't don't use my opinion to be like, oh, I, if Mike doesn't like it, I don't want to get it. Because I don't like it. Oh, anything. no, I, I wouldn't use your opinion. I'm that. not talking to you, obviously. I'm talking to <laughs> your listeners. Nah, who cares? Um, <laughs> it was fine. What, what did you like about it? Uh, the name was cool. I like the name. I fucking hate you so uh, much. You know, you're impossible. It, it like. was. It's a great concept for a game. The whole idea of like, hey, you got three ways to win. You could ride a snail. You could throw some balls in a hole, or you can kill this bug uh, three times. So, you know, that's fine. And then you're going in there strategizing. Hey, we're gonna ride the snail. Snail leads to victory. Sure, it leads to victory. If the other guy just lets you ride the snail, which they always do at least once. Yeah, we got a couple of snail wins in there. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. I feel like you would have enjoyed it a little bit more because it's like, for on a base level, it gives me Towerfall vibes, and I love Towerfall. Mm-hmm. Are you not a ta- not a fan of Towerfall? Which one was Towerfall again? That's the pixelated. Uh, up to six players me and Tom have played it many times mm-hmm. arrows yeah, well, you should have just thought with the arrows rather than giving me this whole backstory it's like why don't we shoot each other with arrows yeah the arrow one's fun yeah I, I feel like this is like Towerfall but has the objective based stuff like Overwatch mm-hmm. in regards to like there's you know you're not just like going out there trying to get kills you're going out there trying to do one of these three objectives to secure victory. Mm-hmm. So I, f- I thought you would have enjoyed that strategy element of it. No, I'm mostly in it for the kills. Well, you weren't getting as many as the fucking queen, Mike. No, I wasn't. I'm sorry I wasn't playing as good as the developer of the game, Brendan. Gee, my bad. Well, Sorry I dropped the ball for you. I wasn't as good as the guy that made the fucking game. He... <laughs> Alright, I mean, you're not wrong, but you're so, like angry today i'm not angry you're just being dumb and i have to i have to like you know lay it out for people brennan's mad that i lost the game for him because we played against the developer and the developer knew what he was doing 
I'm against not mad about that. I'm not mad about anything. Oh, you weren't getting any kills, Michael. Yeah, I wasn't because the guy knew how to get away from me. I'm just, I'm just throwing a little jab out there. You know what I mean? You gotta roll with the punches, Mike. You're getting all bent out of shape here. I'm Brendan. I thought you liked getting kills, but you don't get kills. Listen, I thought it was a funny joke. I'm sorry. I won't, I won't question your kills anymore. I know you're a good junk rat. I get it. I know you're a good junk rat. Don't bring up my junk rat now. It's I mean, you're not a good, you're not a good widow, but no one is. Todd is. Todd is not. Now, if we're talking about Hanzo, Todd's got. I'm here. Two accounts because he's that good a widow. Todd's got two accounts because. because... Todd's got two accounts because he's no. already GM with Widow on his main account. He's like, listen, these low time, these wait times are too long to queue up for fucking competitive. Let me make a Smurf account and like be in bronze. I would love for Todd to be Grandmaster. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Maybe he already is, and he just doesn't play with you because he can't. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. Anyways, Killer Queen Black was fantastic. I I know. Joe, Todd, and Dom were all fiending for it. We we went back a few different times throughout the weekend just to kind of wet our whistle yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a game that I've been looking forward to. It was supposed to launch last December on the Switch, then it got pushed back. So hopefully it launches soon because that's a game that I am ready for. Uh, it's a good little you know competitive platforming strategy, all that fun stuff. But this brings us, Mike to our best in show winner yeah but before we get into that this episode of the past control podcast is sponsored by our good friends at goodnight fatty if you're in the salem massachusetts area on a friday or saturday night from 7 to 11 make sure to head on down to higgins square and get yourself a delicious fatty and if you're unaware of what a fatty is you can check them out on social media at goodnight fatty and educate yourself on these tasty tasty treats uh, we are actually heading down there after we finish this. Well, it's going to be tough. That will be fine. Um, so yeah, check them out. Good stuff. Tasty cookies. The best cookies around. Our game of the show. Was game of the show. Game of the show. Our game of the show was something like Hefo. I don't think we mentioned before. Hefo was announced at PAX. Like it was not a game... That was public knowledge before that. Mm-hmm. Our our game of the show also was announced at PAX. They might have actually put the trailer out the day or two before. I think but they it, did. But it was announced like as a PAX. Like, it's coming to PAX. Our brand new game. So... I thought I had a better segue in my brain, and then I kind of just thought about cookies for a second. Yeah, that was weird to watch. And I looked at the Twitch chat, and it said Cuphead, and I'm like, Cuphead... And that's not what we're going to say. Cyber Shadow. So Cyber Shadow is a new game coming from Yacht Club. It's not being developed by Yacht Club. It's being developed by Mechaskull. Um, Arn, I believe, is developing the entire thing by himself. And it's a it's a game. It's his dream game, which already, like, you talk about The Messenger last year for me. The Messenger last year, phenomenal game. Also happens to be a ninja game. Both of these games are ninja games. Mm-hmm. And... The Messenger was the game that Terry always wanted to create. It was his dream project. It was his game. It was the thing he always wanted to do. And that's a lot of similarities here with Arn in, in Cyber Shadow. So already, like, from just a peripheral look at this game, 
this is this person's like passion this is this person's this is what they want to make and from what i played there was two levels playable at pax i got to talk to him a little bit about how how deeper the game goes and what we can look forward to and stuff like that and it fucking blew my mind how good it was it was very tight it was it was um definitely as challenging so one one, some of the things i talked to arn about was that you know like what are some of his favorite games to kind of get a background knowledge of like where he's coming at for cyber shadow and for him um the nes is his favorite system of all time and he named a bunch of nes games that were clear inspirations for this and you can definitely tell that this is like a modern nes game not just in like you know shovel knight uh the messenger other games like that that take inspiration from all these types of things from the vibe that i got from cyber shadow and again the very little that we got to play the, those two levels was that it's it looks like it draws more from just the nes era and especially in its how it's how its difficulty is uh there mm. I thought it controlled tight. I loved the the world that it was being set in. Um, I really liked the the animation on the cutscenes. Clearly, I enjoyed it enough. I bought a fucking shirt. I played two levels of this game, and it's something that will probably be a high contender when it launches later this year to be my game of the year, just based on the little bit that I played. And it was the same thing when I played. <clears throat> excuse me. When I played the Messenger for the first time last year at PAX, it was, you know, very minimal we could play there. T- Cherry and I actually did, he went into the actual game and we did some other stuff that wasn't being shown on the mm-hmm. on the show floor in the demo. So I did get to see a little bit more of it and kind of, you know, he, he asked if he could spoil some stuff for me and I said, totally fine. Like, I'm all about what's happening in this game right now, so totally fine. So he did, you know, kind of spoil some things that happened further in the game. But it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the game when it finally came out. But Cyber Shadow is giving me all these feelings that the Messenger did, that Yakla, uh, that that Shovel Knight did, and I cannot be more excited. It's easily, you know, the thing from the show that I am the most excited about to come out that we got to play, and you know, I I have really high hopes. Yacht Club has, in my opinion, never put out a bad product. So if they see, and I don't think they've ever. Uh, publish someone else's game so if they with their you know insight are looking at what they have with cyber shadow and saying this is something we want to be part of i have like full full backing like i I back what their decision 100 percent. that i think they're they know what they're doing when it comes especially to this type of game Mm -hmm. the shovel knight is is similar in a lot of ways um but yeah, I mean, I don't know about for you personally. It's probably not a game that's really up your alley. Uh, probably not. I know that that when the rest of us spoke about what who would be giving the the top award to, it was kind of unanimously Cyber Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very excited for that game. Yeah, it looks good. Cyber Shadow's gonna be fucking dope. Um, but that pretty much wraps up our post. PAX East coverage. Well, podcast. 
Great job, guys. There'll be more stuff coming on the website. And we'll probably talk about a few other things in future episodes of other things we may not have talked to here, like Blood Roots is another game that I really enjoyed that we didn't have enough time to talk about right now. Um, but as always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. Um, I forget what we do next. As yeah. always, you can find us on the internet. Is that what I just said? Just That's what I just said, right? Just okay. If you're a fan of if you're a fan of the show, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about cookies. If you're a fan of the show and you want to support us, the easiest way to do that, the freest way to do that is to follow us on social media, share the podcast on social media, and leave us a review on iTunes. If you do have a couple of bucks kicking around, did I say passthecontroller.com? It's .io. I, I can't look at that. Did I say .com? Oh, I stopped listening. I know you did. Anyways. If you do have a few bucks kicking around, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthecontroller and kick us a few bucks there. If you want to buy something from our shop, support the show that way. Give us a few bucks and wear something out in the streets. You can go to passthecontroller.threadless.com. And, uh, yeah, you can find me at Groom and this guy at underscore mycopath. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pass Controller Podcast, episode 136.